This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Feast of Jesus Christ, our Universal King. Five years ago, an exciting film was released entitled For Greater Glory, telling the story of the Mexican Civil War, which broke out in the 1920s, when the secularist government decided to enforce the strict anti-clerical laws. All religious ceremonies, masses, baptisms, confirmations, weddings and so on were banned. Bishops were forced to leave the country and priests were forbidden to wear clerical garb in public. Priests who resisted were imprisoned, tortured and in some cases killed. One of the most moving scenes in the film is the execution of Father Christopher, an old priest played by the great Peter O'Toole. As the Federals arrived in his small village, the priest refused to hide or flee. Instead, he sat quietly in his church, vested for mass, and accepted his fate as an act of witness. Others also resisted through non-violent means, most notably in the world of journalism, where especially the Mexican youth were mobilized through the power of literature and speeches. The intensity and violence of the attack on Catholicism which Graham Greene called the most thorough persecution of a religion since the time of Elizabeth I, was such that it was practically inevitable that an armed resistance would emerge. The bulk of the film, For Greater Glory, concerns this so-called Cristero movement and rebellion, which began with small and disorganised bands of guerrilla fighters, but grew under the leadership of their general into an efficient military operation. The emotional heart of the film is the relationship between the general and a small boy, Jose, who's been a friend of Father Christopher and witnessed the priest's murder. Despite his youth, Jose joins the Cristero army, serving as a standard bearer and aide de com to the general. In the course of a particularly brutal battle, Jose is tortured and captured by the Federals and tortured mercilessly hoping to force him to renounce the ideals of the Cristeros and accept the decisions of the government. Even in the face of this horrendous attack, Jose refuses to give in, stubbornly repeating the motto of the resistance, Viva el Cristo Rey, Long Live Christ the King. I won't give any more away about the film or the story, but I'd like to reflect on that motto, which is heard throughout the film, on the lips of dozens of characters, long live Christ the King. It's the hinge on which this entire Cristero episode turns and is indeed the central teaching of the New Testament and is celebrated in our feast this weekend. The four Gospels are fundamentally the story of how Yahweh, the God of Israel, through the life, death and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth, established himself as King. Throughout the entire history of the Old Testament, God had promised that one day, through his anointed servant, he would deal with the tyrant kings and would himself come to shepherd and to reign. It's of enormous significance that when Jesus first appeared as a preacher in the hills of Galilee, his theme was, the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, in his own person, an entirely new way of ordering things is on offer. 
then in his love and non-violence, in his outreach to prostitutes, tax collectors and other sinners, in his mocking of the Pharisees and religious establishment, in his healing and teaching, Jesus was demonstrating precisely what the reign of the God of Israel looks like. At the climax of his ministry, Jesus faced down the resistance of the world. He permitted all of that darkness to wash over him, to crush him and snuff him out. But then on the third day, he rose again from the dead in the power of the Holy Spirit and thereby outflanked, outmaneuvered and swallowed up the darkness. In a delicious irony, it was Pontius Pilate who anticipated the significance of this victory, since over the cross of Jesus, the Roman governor had placed a sign written in the three great languages of that time and place, which read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. In the night of the resurrection, the first Christians knew that in Jesus, the God of Israel had become king and that the world was now under new management. They saw their mission as the declaration of that kingship to everyone. They were insisting that Jesus is the one to whom final allegiance is due and that he is more powerful than any of the kings, political, economic, military or cultural, who tend to dominate human affairs. They revelled in the fact that Jesus' kingly power was exercised not through violence and domination, but through the non-violence of the cross. They gladly announced to everyone who would listen that the true king wore a crown of thorns and reigned from a throne that was a Roman instrument of torture. At the very close of the film For Greater Glory, you see a list of all the figures from the film that the Catholic Church beatified or canonised as saints. Without exception, they were those who chose the path of non-violent resistance. We can perhaps understand why an armed rebellion sprang up in the Mexico of the 1920s, and we can't dream of questioning the motives of those who participated in it. But those who advocate the kingship of Christ should always fight the way he did, invading the darkness by light, swallowing up hatred through love. Long live Christ the King. Mary is the one who let Christ so dominate and shine through her that she is given the honour of Queen of Heaven. We ask her to obtain for us the grace to let him shine through us, following her example. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of the universe, grant, we pray, that the whole creation, set free from slavery, may render your majesty service and ceaselessly proclaim your praise. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.